it helps you identify the the indicators that there could be something else going on under the surface in that this person has got too much to deal with. And whilst you as a leader might look at that, and certainly if you're an owner, look at that and say, this is nothing compared you know, to what I do. But again, we have to remember we're in a position where as an owner, you have that motivation because it's your business. You can't expect your people to always be pulling and driving and, and putting their all into the business like we do as owners. I'm Andy Jones and welcome to the Hospitality Leadership Podcast, where it is my mission to help simplify leadership in hospitality. Join me as I explore insights and concepts to help you excel in the fast-paced world of hospitality leadership, from the latest industry trends to the best practices for managing teams, driving growth, and making life much easier for you. Hello, welcome to the Hospitality Leadership Podcast and to this follow-up episode after our episode 200 with Jim Taylor. And obviously, this is episode 201, so we're into the third of or the third century of episodes now so well on the way to that but anyway i digress today i'm going to look at sharing with you some ways in which we can improve employee workload and i know we often talk certainly well in any business your payroll or your employee costs are one of our bigger costs and certainly in our industry we need to make sure that we're getting the most out of our people but at the same time, we want to be, we need to ensure that we are careful around giving them too much to do. We do not want to be in this position where we are a boss or a leader that is just working our people to the bone. And, and yes, we do struggle at the minute with the reduced availability of labor. But when we look at this leadership ecosystem that we are trying to create and that's essentially what we're doing a trifecta at least of you know your culture your personal interpersonal skills and the location the premises the concept these things all need to be right that's why i think it's one of the key reasons why we aren't seeing people coming back and i think that really comes down to your culture and and you know the workload that we have that creates the environment that we have. So we need to address that as well as, you know, the the extent of the workload that we have with our people. So in this episode, I'm going to share with you some things that you can do today or start doing today that can really help you get a handle of whether you are working your people too hard or whether you're, you haven't got the right people in there. So we're going to get into this episode after we get back from thanking our sponsor. We know it's so important to look after the numbers in our business and in the current economic climate, that is more important than ever. One of our biggest costs is our people. And as much as we like to say that they're an asset and not a cost, we do have to keep an eye on it. And that is why the tools within RotoCloud can help you manage and plan your labor percentage in your restaurant or coffee shop or any shift-based business. You can break things down by week, day or per shift and you can see it every time you build your rotor one of their customers reduced their labor percentage from 25 percent down to 19 percent imagine that in your business head over to cafehustle.com forward slash rotor cloud for a 30-day free trial right now and see the savings that your business can make so the first thing i want to touch on and you know 
as one of our sponsors as well, Rotocloud, it, it really is quite appropriate that we, we jump on this one first. And that is, how are you monitoring the work schedule? How are you monitoring your rotor? Are you using a digital scheduling system like Rotocloud, which will allow you to be well-organized and give you more insight into your employee workload? Certainly the number of hours that individuals are doing, and it can help you identify if, if people are consistently working longer shifts or have too many shifts in a row without a real break and I know it comes back to, and it all comes back to well-being, really. This, and we're going to talk about a little bit more about that a little bit later in the episode. But by using a system that can give you repeatable insights into what your people are doing, what hours they are actually working, you get your timesheets with Rotary, you get your timesheets all completed within their app as well. So there's no reason why you can't get the most up-to-date information available on the workload. So we need to really think of how we can leverage that digital solution to help us quantify to a certain extent what the workload is. So if you haven't got a digital solution, I would absolutely recommend that you get that now. It just saves so much time for both you, if you're the one who's creating the schedules, or your manager, if they're creating the work schedules, but also for your employees as well. It makes things so much easier for them. And you know, if you are creating a schedule four weeks in advance, which is really where we should be aiming for now, it's really going to benefit your people so much. But also these solutions, they also help you to see whether work the workload is distributed evenly among your people. And by that, I mean, we don't have some people who are carrying a huge amount of the workload, you know, over, say over a week. And it also give you an idea if, you know, if you notice an employee consistently closing the restaurant, or the or the business or the coffee shop each week then that's a problem but also you could get people who are doing a close and then an open certainly in a coffee shop it can be you know you're crunching a lot of the the time or certainly even in in a restaurant if you've got an evening an evening shift and then before you know it, that person is no longer no or no sooner left the business they're coming back in the next morning to prepare. So that's another area where we need to, you know, you can use these digital solutions to really give you that insight on what people's schedules are and what amount of work they're doing and whether some people are doing more than others, obviously depends on their contract as well. But you need to make sure that you are keeping an eye on these metrics and like I say, using a, a piece of software, and again, I recommend Rotocloud because it is by far the best system I've used and come across. But this will give you that insight into that. The other area is, is are you asking your people? We speak, this is one of the people, one of the things that is really, I'm really a passion, really passionate about, and I encourage more and more and more people to do this, is to speak to their people as much as you can create that connection, create that trust in the relationship. But these people are the ones who are experiencing it. And for you as a leader, you have to disseminate that information into, is it just someone is 
disproportionately under pressure or are they actually overworking these people beyond what is reasonable? So that's another reason why we want to be talking to our people, talking to your direct reports every week if you can. Get some time with them, if it's even if it's 10, 15 minutes, for them to speak to you about how things are going for them, whether that's at home as well. Don't forget, that's what we're there for, to support people, whether they're in work or not. But this is where we start to build trusting relationships. This is where you start to get an idea of what people want. It helps you with your staff turnover as well, because you start to pick up on the areas that you may have missed before now. And it gives you a chance to take action on them and then potentially not have that employee leave because they're looking for their needs to be fulfilled somewhere else. So make sure you are constantly asking them for feedback. Ask them about the schedule, in spe- you know, to be specific about this point. Ask them about the schedule. And if they feel overworked, and ultimately they'll have potentially have suggestions for how to adjust the schedule and really help you, reduces their workload stress, reduces the burden on you as well. So that's another really important area for us to, to, to look at. The Hospitality Leadership Podcast is brought to you by Road to Cloud, the people management platform for shift-based teams. Used by more than 4,000 businesses, Road to Cloud saves managers time spent on admin, helps businesses save on labor costs, and makes life easier for your staff. Try it for free for 30 days by visiting thecafehustle.com forward slash Road to Cloud. The Hospitality Leadership Podcast by Cafe Hustle Hospitality is also supported by Espressly. Espressly is the solution you need for a mobile ordering app. With customers expecting access to businesses everywhere, a mobile app is crucial. Espressly offers you a branded app that seamlessly integrates with other brands, including Square. Give your customers and staff a high-quality mobile ordering experience like bid budget operators and chains. Don't miss out. Visit thecafehustle.com forward slash Espressly to see what's possible. The next thing to consider is have you got some KPIs that you use in your business that can help you gain an insight again into what the workload is like for your people? For example, are you seeing an increase in people being absent, calling in sick or being late more often? Because this can be an indirect indicator of an excessive workload. But then we also turn to, you know, your incident reports, near miss reports, which under health and safety, I would recommend that you be recording near misses because, again, it's a learning opportunity when something goes wrong. But are you reviewing your numbers of customer complaints or the numbers of mistakes that we are making as a team, whether that's wrong drinks orders or wrong food orders, etc., or wrong menu items being sent to tables? Are we keeping track of all these? Because these can give you an insight into where, how your team as a whole are performing and whether the workload is too much in a particular area. Again, ask your customers, are you getting that feedback from your, your guests? Are they appreciating the experience as a whole? So are they getting timely service? Are you, are your team giving them the hospitality that they need? Have they got the time to give your guests the hospitality that they expect? And all these things go into indicating whether workload is a problem. Yes, they can indicate something else. It's not always, oh, 
you know, guests are not happy. Our team must be overworked. There's performance issues to to take a look at there as well. But that's the skill that you will have to, on the ground, assess, is this someone who has worked overworked or is it just we need to focus in on our training or actually this person isn't the right person for this role, which is only something you can really get to by observing over time. But all these things can indicate whether you have a workload problem, but at the same time, always be aware that they could be pointing to something else. So have a look at your KPIs, see which may be going in the wrong direction and take a step back and see, well, actually, could this be my my leadership and, and I'm expecting too much of our people. On that note, I would, you know, once a year, we need to be having some sort of form, I say formal, I don't, it doesn't work with everyone. And I know certainly in my corporate background, when we had this yearly performance review, it wasn't exactly the the most inspiring process to go to, I'll put it that way. But we want to be regularly reviewing performance of our people because it helps them to grow. It helps you to identify someone who may be struggling with their homework. And it's a, a homework. I don't know where my mind is today. Struggling with their workload. <laughs> I think it's maybe I feel like I'm doing too much work, homework. But yeah, but uh, yeah. Anyway, again, I digress. It helps you identify the the indicators that this could be something else going on under the surface in that this person has got too much to deal with. And whilst you as a leader might look at that, and certainly if you're an owner, look at that and say, this is nothing compared you know, to what I do. But again, we have to remember we're in a position where as an owner, you have that motivation because it's your business. You can't expect your people to always be pulling and driving and, and, putting their all into the business like we do as owners and that affects their capacity for the work that they do so that's another thing to always look at but on the point of performance reviews this is not something we want to leave till you know we get round to the annual review certainly that's the biggest piece of advice i can give anyone who is doing who does annual performance reviews do not wait until the actual meeting to address the problem It's one of my biggest bugbears that's happened to me so many times over the years is that an issue has dragged on for three, four months and no one's come to speak to me about it and tell me how to correct it. We've waited until a performance review to then bring this up. And what happens then is that it can come across almost weaponized that you're using this against someone at their annual review, which again, it's always good to take that snapshot every year. But really, we need to be doing or we need to be addressing performance issues in real time or more or less in real time, because ultimately, if we don't, the the business suffers, everyone else on the team suffers. And people see that these performance issues get left and that demoralizes the rest of the team. So that's another thing to think about. But make sure you've got some sort of review process as regards to performance because that will give you that context to identify whether something is either a workload issue or a competency issue. Final point I want to really highlight is that you as a leader in your organization should be doing some element of employee well-being monitoring. Now, 
from from you know from the hospitality context the best way of doing that is encouraging not only you to do this but also your direct reports with their direct reports is to get your regular check-ins get those one-to-ones working as often as you can whether that's once a week or certainly initially i would suggest you don't go any less frequent than bi-weekly so giving people a, a week in between to work on the things that are spoken about including that maybe you to address some of the issues but again by getting these regular check-ins and by keeping them regular that allows you to notice when an issue arises and that's really important that we are are conscious of that benefit it's all about that pattern recognition you over time you build this picture of what you see from someone and if there's a change in that it can give you that indication of where or of, of the fact that there is an issue so as a coach when i'm working with people this is really what we're trying to get to the point of of you know with people we don't want to have them rely on the theory and the strategy and the tools we want to be in a position where their intuition as a leader kicks in and that's exactly what i'm talking about here we need to be picking up on these patterns on these behaviors that are out of character say that's the skill of leadership and that's what we work on with our clients is about getting you into this position where you can recognize the patterns that will allow you to act so that's another thing if you are sitting down with your people your one-on-ones every week every other week for 15 20 30 minutes if you can it allows you to have that possibility of pattern recognition and address it as 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 best you can but more importantly give your people the resources and the the um solutions to manage their stress manage their workload again mindset plays a big part in what your capacity is as a worker so if you are if your mind is not in the right place if your mindset is if you're struggling with your mindset you're going to have a lower capacity so the higher or the better we can help our employees look after themselves the better performance the better guest experience we'll get this side of those resources so again we always talk about culture as well i want to mention this now we want to promote this we want to promote well-being from a coming from a genuine position we need to promote a positive work-life integration import encourage your people to take the breaks when they're due I understand you've got to be flexible around when people take their breaks, especially during service, but let's try and encourage people to go and, and encourage the culture that we pick up the slack where people do need to take a break in the middle of service. It isn't a case of, Oh, this person's leaving me to do more work. You're actually create, you're carrying that work to help this other person out who may be struggling. And if we can create that culture with our people, it can you can go a long way then in terms of creating that camaraderie creating that teamwork with it between people but we need to meet really now focus on how we can make this industry attractive to people who haven't worked in it before make it attractive again to people who have worked in it before because we the the workload or the 
the employment crisis that we're experiencing right now is only going to go one way if we don't. I personally think that this is a reputational issue of hospitality and especially with the the opinions and the principles of the new generations that are coming into the workforce now. We have to address this head on. We have to address our culture and we cannot get away with overworking people, working them 45, 50 hours a week. We have to stop that as an employee because they don't want that. That's not what people, yes, as an owner, we do that. As a manager, yes, occasionally you will be doing those sorts of hours, but we must move away from that if we can, because that's what the other industries are offering. Yes, we can't get away from those unsociable hours. We have to embrace that too. But everything that we can do to move us and align us with the large majority of the industries that are out there, we have to do that. Because if we don't, we will not have the people to allow us to run our businesses successfully. I hope this has helped you today. I hope it's inspired you to take action and to to go into your business and with some fresh eyes and see where you can monitor and adjust the workload for your people. Because I can guarantee you, if you do that and if you moderate that workload, you will have not only a better performing team, but I can guarantee you will likely see an increase in your revenue. I know in our business, we did in a particular area that we address that issue. I'll go into that another time. But really, if you can do this, you will really see the benefits in your business. Again, if you want any help with implementing this and working with your people, working with your leadership team to address a workload issue or any of your leadership development challenges, reach out to me on any of our contacts that's email at andy at the cafe hustle.com or even over on linkedin just drop me a message and let's work together or let's see if how we can work together anyway until next time thank you for joining me on the hospitality leadership podcast and i look forward to welcoming you back on our next episode the hospitality leadership podcast is brought to you in partnership with road to cloud the people management platform for shift-based teams you can plan and share rotors, record annual leave, generate payroll reports, and more anytime, anywhere. Start your 30-day free trial today by heading over to thecafehustle.com forward slash rotorcloud.